The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to History Creeps, a very special episode. It's going to be part two of the Stainer Saga. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by the Master of Ceremonies, Mr. Christopher Chavez. Ooh, creepy, creepy. Here I am. Nice skeleton, dude. Here I am. Nice. (laughs) And... Joined by, as always, the uh, uh, the delighter of sadness, the delighter of creeps, the delighter of the spooky stuff, Mr. Carter Johnson. And I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> That's right. We welcome you to part two of the Stainer Saga. But before we get into that, guys, I have something that I need to bring to the table. I... <laughs> Put that away, Johnny. I've been waiting to bring <laughs> this up for at least a week. Uh, so, in the world of Thomas the Train. <laughs> in a world. In the world that Thomas the Train portrays. Where, <laughs> where the face of the train is the front of the train. Correct? We all yeah. agree with that. Okay, yeah. So, that would mean that his butt or his ass... Uh, is the rear end of the train, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. So, technically, he is <laughs> hooking things into and pulling things from his uh, butt. With, with his b-hole, correct? <laughs> correct. Apparently. All right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I propose to you this. There, <laughs> I saw... <laughs> I have a, I know I have a lot of explaining to do, and I'll try my best. <laughs> but I recently saw an episode of Thomas the Train, and I know I have no children. This just <laughs> I uh, I go to sleep with Adult Swim on the TV, so when I turn it back on, uh, uh, Thomas the Train was there. <laughs> and in this episode of Thomas the Train, he was helping his friend who was an electric train or something like that, and she had run out of battery. So she couldn't get anywhere herself. So he pushed her, right? He put his face into her butt. <laughs> so I propose to you that this, this is that a train centipede situation? First of all, I love that somebody like Johnny, who doesn't watch horror movies, knows about the human centipede. Yes, I know about it. I've seen, I've seen the episode of South Park. Oh, I'm well aware. Is, of it. Yeah, well, it's like Freddy or Jason or Michael. Yeah. Like you can't not know it at this point, even if you don't watch yeah. the movies. Yeah. I propose to you this: 
Oh, well, I like this. In a world where George Carlin likes children, things are obviously fictional. Okay. <laughs> obviously fictional. Oh, there's that no was way, great. There's no way George Carlin would be like Mr. Conductor and shit in real life. That's true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, I saw without, that. Not without payment. You know what so I, mean? I saw I saw that and I just kept thinking, I was like, he's just he's doing all this stuff with his butt, really. If that's his face. And I was talking to my friend Tim, and me and him just started talking, going back and forth. And we're like, this is this is train centipede, right? <laughs> this is and you know what's funny? This is this is even funnier. Chris, Johnny is thinking of this shit sober. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sober. <laughs> so can you imagine Johnny on 420? I was just gonna say, what the hell would happen? I'm afraid. Oh my god, if that would be the Johnny best. Lit, dude. And that then we the watch best. Thomas the Tank Engine, man. And then let Johnny riff on it, dude. That would yes, be yes. And best. just turn the mic on and let it go. Dude. Oh my god. All right, god. so stay tuned for my new show where I just review Thomas the Tank uh, episodes <laughs> <laughs> as if they were real things. That's amazing, dude. Very nice. And ask the hard hitting question. That's right. <laughs> Oh God! I got some for you guys. I wanted to bring oh. up. We did. Okay. We did kind of take a look at this. What's up with the hut on the moon, dude? What's up with that? Yeah, why is nobody talking about it? Have you noticed that? So China apparently has their own rover out there. Yeah, and it's on. It's closer to the dark side of the moon. It's doing some work on that side. Yeah, it's which, exploiting it. Yeah, <laughs> which where is is kind of well known to us that like we don't know it's there. They're, the conspiracy theorist thinks there's moon bases and all kinds of things because the reason we don't know is the moon doesn't revolve. It, the, the face that we see stays facing Earth at all times, and and uh, the 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 moon just kind of goes around the Earth. It doesn't spin on its own axis. So. We don't know what's on the other side. So it is interesting that this thing is working on that side and is starting to pick up these weird images. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you can look this up pretty easily. Uh, it's uh, apparently in the next, I forgot how long it said, it'll take it a while. It's going to try to get closer to try to figure out what it is, but it does look, I mean, it's a, it's a long ways away, but it does look like a strange type thing that doesn't belong uh, on the earth right like unless it's some weird crater that just happens to be shaped well, like that think about this there i forget who it is it's some one of the the talking head scientists that we see on tv not not neil degrasse tyson but one of the other guys uh has theorized that like it would be the situation in alien where they find the, the ship and the pilot's been dead for like so long that he's fossilized you know that like that's actually pretty close to reality that at some point we may like we may discover life beyond this planet but it might already be long dead do you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm, it might yeah. already be a dead civilization you know so this could be something like that right they are they are having scientists that are coming out saying don't get your hopes up it's almost 100% possible. I mean, th th that it's a rock. It's some sort of rock in the way it looks and the way it's sitting on the edge of the, the this kind of crater basin. But we're not close enough yet. We are only going on uh, digital images that even a scientist can't say what it is just yet. Um, what I was seeing about in this article was that apparently China also talked about a year ago or two years ago coming across a gel-like substance in one of the craters. I didn't hear that. That's weird. This is, this is X-Files stuff. 
Yeah. Side note, still holds up. Yeah. Of course so it I, does. So that was kind of cool, right? And then there's this other thing that's happening with space that apparently uh, in the next few weeks or in the next month or so, there's going to be this asteroid that uh, is going to be passing Earth and everyone's all up in arms about the size of it and that if it actually collided with Earth, what it could do. But I don't know why people talk about that when these things are happening, because it's obviously that it's it's obvious it's passing us, right? Like unless something bigger than it hits it in space to change its trajectory, like we already know it's passing. Well, why it's, do people it's flip because out? it's because they say it's in it's going to be it's going to be in near Earth orbit. And what people don't understand is that like near Earth is like for NASA and stuff is like three times the distance of to the moon. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's way out there. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not even a, so they hear you're freaking, near. you're freaking me out just talking about this shit, but like <laughs> it's, it's not even that like it just, it sounds close because of how they word it when they say yeah. near earth object, you know yeah. what I mean? But like most people don't know that that means that, is a pretty low, like it's a pretty wide sphere. You know what I mean? Like of area. So another thing too, that happened uh, like just overnight as of this recording, uh, then I'm reading this headline off of CNN, a swarm of more than 40 earthquakes in 24 hours is causing a buzz in the Northwest U S apparently from Oregon down through um, rattling off the coast of Oregon. Ooh, that's that's not 40 good. different earthquakes uh, ranging from a 3.5 to a 5.8 all wow. happened in that short amount of time. I need of course, to there is anxiety a, medication. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's a, you know, of course, they have fault lines everywhere over there. But Carter, yeah. we do, too. Yeah, we do. Wow, yeah, we do. I was just, you know, what's funny, Johnny, I was just talking about that the other day about how uh the the appalachians the appalachian mountains like aren't as impressive as the rockies and that's because they're so freaking old that like right. they started to sink back into the earth basically <laughs> well you know when you get like, older you you shrink right like old shrink, people yeah shrink. exactly no, no they, <laughs> they the found they shrinking. found they found a cave in the appalachian mountains that was so old it like didn't have any bones in it like there weren't any fossils in it like the cave predates fossils like it wow. predates bones. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how old these mountains are. So yeah, the Rockies look cool. Cause they're like young and in their twenties and they're out partying and shit. <laughs> you know, the Appalachians are like, you know, about to hit 50, like fucking yeah. chilled out, you know, they've already had their fun. Maybe we smoke a little bit occasionally, yeah. but that's, that's it. just, the, that's it. That's the chill. That's not the party. Right. That's the, yeah. that's the kind of come down off of a bad day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which oh, is what's man. happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a lot going on in the world and Dude, in space. Yeah, and in space. And in space. Now we're about to jump into the world of wrestling. The Stainer Brothers. No, that's oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. We are, however, about to <laughs> uh, start part two of the Stainer saga. Now, yeah. if you go back and listen to part one, uh, we talked about Steven. And his kidnapping, uh, and how, uh, and one of the few kidnappings that you hear about, he actually made it back to his family. Uh, it was kind of an up and down story, some good and some bad. 
But overall, the good would be he did make it back to his family, at least. And not a lot of, sadly, not a lot of kidnapping victims uh, get that. Right. All right. And you would hope for a family that that would be it, right? No more of anything of that level, you would hope. Well, let's fast forward to the year 1999. I was going to say, this is a part two, so there's no hope, really. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're in 1999. uh, You know, uh, Star Wars had just come out again. Uh, you know, Darth Maul. Darth Maul's getting chopped in half, and uh, uh, your boy here uh, was a couple years away from graduating. But we're going to go to Yosemite National Park. You guys have heard of that place, right? Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty well known. Um, three women went missing. Forty-two-year-old Carol Sund. Uh, she had a fifteen-year-old daughter, Julie. And Julie had a friend who was 16. I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm sorry. Uh, Silvina Peloso. And she was actually from Argentina. She was a foreign exchange student. Oh, shit. Do they still do that? I was wondering about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. Hmm. You don't really hear about it anymore. And, of course, so since these people were missing, the search was on for them. It wasn't too terribly long before uh, Carol and Silvina would be found in the trunk of son's pontiac they had rented a pontiac car for their vacation uh they were found there the car had been burnt to a crisp Mm. and of course their bodies were barely recognizable but julie was nowhere to be found they only found those two and they couldn't find her until they receive the police receive a note that had a hand-drawn map showing where julie was and then I also read, and I'm quoting this, we had fun with this one. Oh, end quote. So police were like, okay, they went to the location on the map. And sadly, uh, they found the remains of Julie. So now instead of a missing persons, of course, it's a murder investigation. So the detectives with any investigation began uh, questioning anyone in and around uh, Yosemite at this time. Oh, I got a cat after me. No, hold on. No. <laughs> Gus. Sorry about that. It's all good. Did you hear, did you hear him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> he loves uh, He loves getting up here on his table. All right. Um, so detectives became, uh, began questioning anybody in and around Yosemite. Uh, the victims had been staying at a uh, a Cedar Lodge motel there. So, of course, anybody there that worked there or stayed there during the same time was also questioned, including an employee by the name of Carrie. And they talked to Carrie, but Carrie seemed okay, didn't have a past history or anything like that. So Carrie was like, go. And that's going to come back and haunt them. Uh, while investigating these murders, another woman would go missing. Joey Armstrong was a 26-year-old employee of the Yosemite Institute. And that was a, I think it's called something else now, but basically it's a nonprofit organization that kind of teaches people about the environment and that type of deal. And Joe, and this, and Joey really loved Yosemite. She was a big times outdoor, you know, loved being outdoors. She loved teaching children and stuff about the outdoors. And she actually lived in a really, uh, you know, a really nice little cabin 
really close to the park. Having one heck of a view. Uh, and it wasn't long, however, before the body of Joey Armstrong was found. And I do mean the body because they never found her head. They only found oh, her body. So, of course, what's this mean? Uh, there's a possible serial killer on the loose in one of our national parks. And this investigation would go on for a bit. They were uh, going into a lot of dead ends until uh, while investigating Armstrong's death, an eyewitness came forward and said that they saw a blue in 1979. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, a, it's a, basically it's a Jeep uh, that was parked outside of her cabin. And eventually, thanks to uh, the tires that it left and all this stuff, and it was like a certain type of Jeep. They don't even make this this kind anymore. Just to let you know, it's uh, so it wasn't like it was everywhere. Uh, they found out that Carrie, of course, had a vehicle just like that. So what do you got to do? Let's bring Carrie in. And of course, by this time, Carrie was nowhere to be found. <laughs> there is food or I don't know. It's a good question, Carter. It's a great question. Uh, this could be uh, a sleepaway camp situation. Who knows? You know, <laughs> that I have seen that one. <laughs> At least he's seen that one. <laughs> I have seen that one. I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the first one. Um, it wasn't too terribly long. I mean, it took him a bit, but they did finally find Carrie. Of course, and where you'd find anybody else who's running away um, at a nudist resort. <laughs> what? Yes. Why not? <laughs> Talk about hiding in plain sight. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they found him. They found Carrie uh, at the Laguna del Sol. It's a nudist resort in Wilton, California. And he, Carter, he was arrested uh, and brought in for questioning. Very soon, like it was, it was really quick. Uh, Carrie would confess to the murders of all four women and also being the one who sent the police the map. And he did that by himself. Apparently he claims that he had been, he had been uh, fantasizing about murdering women since he was like seven, since he was really young. Like he'd always wanted to do it. And <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what the documentary was that I saw, uh, but uh, he was actually dating a lady at this point and she had kids and he had actually planned for them to be the ones he was going to murder, but something kind of ruined that for him. And so he was working at that lodge and, and it was all random that he saw those three ladies there. And that's, and he's like, well, I'm just going to do it to them instead. Uh, so that's just, you know, obviously plain awful. Jeez. Uh, Carrie would plead not guilty, of course, by reason of insanity. Correct. And the reasons he went with this was because uh, he was OCD. Uh, in exchange for his confession, uh, this is this is true. He goes, "I'll confess if you guys give me child pornography." Really? What? Yeah. Oh my that's, god! That's what he requested. Um, so hold on, he confessed. Yes. Does oh, that mean he? They gave him child pornography. No, what the hell no, to get him to confess? <laughs> Jesus, what's going on here? They were bringing that up to kind of prove that he was insane. I think. 
Gotcha. Uh, he was actually slightly autistic as well. His family had a history of mental illness, uh, but his family also also had another history, and that is that Carrie had a brother who, when his brother was younger and they were younger, was kidnapped and uh, actually made the headlines because he made it back alive. What the? That's right. Carrie is Stephen's brother. Wow. They're both stainers. So this one family had one son who was kidnapped and then had another son who later on would kidnap would, women and kill them would, would, would be a, uh, a murderer. Yeah. Wow. A, a serial killer. Wow. August 27th, 2002, Carrie Stainer was found guilty of four counts of first degree murder. He was sentenced to death and that's actually where he is to this day. He's still alive. Last time I looked, and um, and that's because I can't remember the last time they actually executed anybody in California, but it's been a long time. Um, uh, they haven't done that in a while. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think the, I don't know if they'll ever actually get back to that. But uh, so he's still alive there as of 2021. I don't know about uh, about today, but I know earlier in this year he was still alive. And this all happened in one family, guys. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. They're not wild. So that's the end of the Stainers saga. Talk about, man, I don't know how you go through that as a family, right? That's, I couldn't imagine being, uh, being like a sibling or, or, or just related to them in any way. That would be awful. I'm looking up pictures of this guy. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, have you ever like looked at people's mugshots and be like, of course they did that. They look like they would. But yeah, is it know. just because that's just the way mugshots look and you're not in the best of moods when you're getting your picture taken in there? Yeah, I don't know a single person who... Some people smile. Do you know, oh, because it's always like... this like this look where you're just kind of like right in the camera. It's not like yeah. you're doing a selfie or like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, But I look at this picture and I'm like, yeah, of course he did that. He looks like the kind of guy, right? <laughs> he does. Jeez. <laughs> I want to see yeah. what Steven Stainer looks like now. Wait, is he still alive? No, no, he died. No, in he died in 89. Wow. Yeah, in a car, that's in a right. That's right. Accident. That's right. That's right. Dude, that is absolutely. How do you deal with that as a family? Right? Like that's, that's kind of the wondering. legacy of your family. Yeah. Like when you're a, a, a nephew or a niece or, or something to that effect. And like, you have to look back at your aunt and uncle or, you know what I mean? And see what it was that they did and, and kind of the atrocities they put the stamp, a stamp on yeah. time. Yeah, you gotta remember. You gotta remember this. The Stephen, the Stephen Sander thing was a huge deal, right? It was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a story in the documentary I saw where this reporter was was there at Yosemite covering the missing women, and uh, she actually ran into Carrie uh, at the lodge and would, and found out that his last name was Stainer. And she goes, "Oh, like Stephen," and that's where he was like, "Yeah, that was my brother." That type of thing, and man, and then she talks about like how he just flipped on a switch. Like one minute he seemed normal, and then the next minute he was like he really scared her, and she kind of got out of there. Good so, God, man. that is man. absolutely crazy, dude. But I thought that was so wild. Where in one family you had these two horrific things happen. Oh yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
It's pretty well, wild. Well, it's a, and it happened more than like, so we have the horrific thing about the kid getting kidnapped, like that experience. And to live through that is horrifying, but then he comes back and everything seems okay. Oh, thank God. Our family can move on. We can have normal lives now. Then there's the accident. Right. And there yeah. that sucks. And then this, like, Oh God. And well, so he said, he's just been like this since he was seven. So did he have like psychiatric uh, evaluations done and, and did they agree with this or was this his way of trying to get out of it? I don't know. You got to remember that family was pretty famous. Not for a reason you would want to be when he was young. Like they were all like on, you know, the parents were on TV a lot. Uh, you know, his brother, obviously when he was found was on TV a lot. So they were really well known around the country at that time for something pretty awful. I mean, he claims, I don't know how old he was when Steven went missing, but he claims that he's, that he had been, that Carrie claims he'd been like, he was 11. He was, he was 11. Yeah. Yeah. So even before that, he was, he claims that he was having this from 11 to 18 because he was 18 years old when his brother finally came back. Yeah. Wow. So all these little things would obviously change it, but he claims he was like that before. I wonder if he like had that tendency, but then the whole thing kind of pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I don't know how close he was with his, with his brother, but Mm-mm. I know that his brother had a hard time. I mean, anybody would after being kidnapped for that long, had a hard time uh, kind of getting Reacclimated. I said that wrong. We don't have yeah. to get back into things with the family. Um, but yeah, man. So the other thing that kind of gets me though is he went from seven years old having this 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 urge, right? And even though it it, it may have whatever happened with his 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 brother all the way till he was eighteen, but it wasn't until he was how old before he started actually killing somebody? He was thirty six. I think he was in his thirties. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what was yeah. he doing? Because typically when you see this thing in in in, in serial killers or, or people who, you know, when you see that, there's so, from what I've seen in documentaries and what I've read is when they're not killing, there's something that's going on that's satiating it like that, that right. they don't need that much. Like like BTK, right? Like he would do what he needed to do, but he stole so many of their effects that he would take breaks and just enjoy the effects and the pictures for a while. Right. Well, he and also so had a family. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the idea was, is that he did all these things to kind of help stop him from doing, you know what I mean? Right, it yeah. kind of filled that. So for him, what was that? Well, BTK also had a job, got a job where he kind of felt like he was in charge. True. And that kind of helped him a little bit, too. And this guy was what, a maintenance worker? He was a. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He worked maintenance at a hotel. I I see. That's why it makes me feel like when he talks about doing this at seven years old, it doesn't add up to some of the other things you typically see as patterns for these types of people. You also got to realize, like, that's just what he said. It doesn't mean it was true. Right. Right. It feels like it, it was one of these things to try to come off as insanity. But in all honesty, you know. Who know? Who knows what it was that made him flip the switch at that much, like a later of an age? You typically would wait for it to happen at a younger age. Also, I mean, who knows if those were the only four victims? We don't really know. Those are only four that he ever uh, said that he was responsible for. But well, that's true. Yeah, those are the only true. ones he was ever arrested and tried for, true. and that yeah. he ever confessed to. So, but then why confess to that and none of the others? Because they kind of had him, right? 
Yeah, but also I guess. There's, there's, a, there's a certain thing too. I've seen this in documentaries as well, where like a lot of these personalities that do this stuff um, kind of get off on having something over people. True. And that's a bit of a power trip you would have. Like if you know something, somebody else doesn't know type True. of deal. I mean, I don't know, but well, think about, think about how many people have gone missing in Yellowstone. Yeah. You know, like or, it's yeah, one of those, it's one of those, yeah. yeah, it's, it's one of those four, one missing four, one, one places, you know, and, and we've talked about this before. How many of those can be, how many of those disappearances in the, especially in Yellowstone now with this guy could be solved by being tied to a serial killer. Like yeah. not all of them are weird, mysterious disappearances, right? right? Some of them are probably people falling, and yeah. animals, you know, and, yeah. and 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 then animal predation happens. Some of them are probably victims of serial killers, yeah. also, right? So if we found if you can tie four bodies in the Yellowstone area to this guy, right? Then there's probably more in the same area. If that's like Chris, like what you're talking about, typical behavior you see in these people, a yeah. lot of them tend to have a hunting ground. Yeah. Right. And maybe this was his and and Johnny's right that they just haven't tied any other because maybe they haven't found a body. You know, these people are still technically missing. Well, that, well, you know? I mean, even that that last poor woman, they may not have found her if it wasn't for the, you know, that one woman if it went for the map mm-hmm. that he sent him. Yeah, and again, why did exactly. he want to get caught? What was the point? Why did he send that? Just he wanted to it, the notoriety, the notoriety, one of those cat and mouse yeah. things. Got to be it. Right. Jeez. Because he's not the only one of those that you know did that kind of play cat mouse with the police. Yep. Jeez. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's a good good two parter. I think it's the first time we've ever done a two parter. It is the yeah, first is. time, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was a screwed up one to do a two parter about, <laughs> man. Well, I kind of feel like I couldn't do both of those at one part. It would have been a really long episode. So. Yeah. No, I get you. Though it was good, man. I mean, I hate this weird to say. It was good. I know what you mean. I know what you it mean. was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. There you go. Well, there you go. There you go. There's another episode finally in the can. Man, I wish life would slow down so that we could do a lot more of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. God. Uh, we'll get there, though, right? We'll get there at some point. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. You want to take us out, Johnny? Uh, no, Carter, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll lock up the doors. I'll shut off the lights. And, and yeah, uh, and I'll, uh, peace out. I'll I'll lock up the uh, sharp instruments and uh, torture objects and butchery tools. And, and uh, uh, I'll I'll take whatever I brought with me. And I don't have any pockets on me, so I'll just use nature's pocket, my bee hole, <laughs> and just hold all my needed stuff there. Like, like Thomas, Thomas the, the Train. train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I've learned from Thomas the Train. And with that, we're going to let you creepers go. So remember to stay creepy.